Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome back to hour number two of The Huddle. If you missed anything from hour number one, we had some really fun conversation uh, talking about whether the Twins should bring up Royce Lewis immediately after June 1 and what quarterback you would want to see for a Netflix show. We're getting a lot of responses to that, to the Cities One Plumbing Talk and Text Line, and we'll get to those later in this hour. If you'd like to weigh in with yours, uh, you can give us a call or a text. 651-461-9226 is the Cities One Plumbing Talk and Text Line. If you missed any of the first hour, as always, you can podcast us on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Just search The Huddle. And I think you'll get us. Or search Pete's name. Well, you'll get a couple if you search me. Search my name. I'm only have been part of one thing at a time. Pete's on a couple different ones. Pete's a busy man. He's a busy man. He's a grandpa, uh, which we talked about earlier. Uh, so, Pete, the, the other big news, some of the other big news this week uh, and, and today, uh, we talked about it a little bit, but expansion in both Major League Baseball and in the NHL. There are mm-hmm. two teams one from each right now, that are looking at the possibility. Tampa, uh, possibly looking for looking to, um, they want a new stadium, which obviously they need a new stadium. Uh, will they move out, and then would another expansion team come in? Or they're trying to get local ownership uh, for, the new, for the team so that they'll stay in Tampa and maybe build a new stadium there or in St. Pete. And then it seems like we're finally down to the last straw for the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, we've been. I, I feel like for the last decade, we've talked about what's going to happen with the Arizona Coyotes. They tried to get a new stadium. It was voted down. Clearly, Arizona does not want hockey anymore, and I think it's probably time to to say that this um, this uh, project is over and it's mm-hmm. it's not working. So, um, where do you see? Uh, let's go with both of these and and pick whichever one you like first. Where do you see either of these teams going, if anywhere? You know, you and I had a conversation a while back uh, talking about some of the cities that don't have NHL mm-hmm. that probably should. And I think top of everybody's list, but I, I still think it makes total sense. And I'm I'm sort of surprised that they haven't made this move. So I would expect Houston to be one of those cities. And and when you look at it, Dave, I mean, just from a, you know, from a financial perspective, it's the fourth largest city in the United States. They got over six million people. So that part fits the bill. Um, I think it also, another Texas team never hurts. There's great rivalries, obviously, in Texas. They've got all kinds of different rivalries in in different sports. And why not do it in the NHL? I mean, obviously, the old Minnesota North Stars, now the Dallas Stars, who are still playing, um, 
that could be a great rivalry series as well, right? So I think I think from that perspective, Houston for me in, in so many ways makes sense. They've had hockey. They've supported hockey. They've done it at almost every single level. So um, that one makes the very most sense to me. If I was the commissioner, that would probably be my first choice um, of places that would probably be applying. But Outside of that, I think Tampa is not going anywhere. <laughs> I think yeah. I, th- I think the Rays um, will get it done one way or the other. We all know that the biggest problem that they run into right now is not the fact that they're not great. They are a great team, and they've had great teams, and they've they've accomplished a lot in a, in a short period of time as a franchise. But the problem is, they're in the same stadium that they were in day one, and and it's old. It it wasn't that great even when it was new. And they just need to figure out what they're going to do there. And, you know, there's 80, there's 86 acres up there in St. Pete where they can actually drop that stadium, put up a new stadium. It's going to cost some money, but they're going to get some money. And, and I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, you know, it's, it, it, it sure does for me at least. And then of course, Oakland going to Las Vegas, I think that's a done deal. I think everybody's tired of Oakland, California. They haven't, you know, put up, they've got a terrible stadium, and I and I just look at what what everything that's going on in Vegas right now. It makes total sense. They're willing to put up about a third of the cost of the stadium, five hundred million bucks. So I think there's a lot of reasons why we're going to see some shifting around, and it's going to be very interesting. Well, and I think too that that you know in, in Oakland, it's you have other teams there that they can root for. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. they don't have to have the Oakland A's. But I, I agree with you. Uh, it is a it is a terrible uh, terrible team terrible city. Yeah. Um, I I would say um, I agree with you on Tampa staying in Tampa. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous to 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 even think about the idea that you couldn't get free agents to come there. Uh, they already live there. I mean, yeah. half the major <laughs> half of Major League Baseball lives in Florida during the winter time, and and so like it shouldn't be a big deal to get them to Tampa. It's a great baseball city. It's a great team. A new stadium will do things, will do wonders for that uh, franchise, and I think that'll work out, especially if they stick with uh, local ownership. But in terms of hockey and and moving the Coyotes, and I, while I agree, uh, a, a massive population and market that is Houston um, does make some sense. I have some thoughts about this. One, I really don't want another hockey team in Texas. Okay, they don't need two <laughs> hockey teams in Texas. And I also don't know, you know, remember, too, that the Minnesota Wilds uh, AHL affiliate was once in Houston. And so it, it, it's viable. I don't know. And I, and I, to be honest with you, don't know why they, they left other than getting proximity to the, um, to, to the franchise, their, their, their NHL franchise. I'll put this city out there for you because it came to me out of this morning as I thought about this. Mm-hmm. Hartford, Connecticut. Yeah. Bring back the Whalers. For a couple of reasons, why take six hundred thousand in population when you can have one hundred and twenty thousand? That is, that's against my argument because it is a smaller market. However, they have no other professional sports teams. Am I correct? I mean, if you unless you count the New England Patriots, which they're New England, yeah. But there's no other hockey in, in town. The, the Whalers were were drew phenomenally. They, now they're going to have to have a new stadium. I believe it's called the. I believe theirs is actually called the XL Center. X letters X and L Center in Hartford. Um, but why not? I mean, I, I don't see any reason why you couldn't put them there. Not to mention, guess what else is in Connecticut? 
ESPN. <laughs> that's the television. You know, like that's the TV network that hockey is on. I, I think Connecticut. I also like the idea of Salt Lake City just because there's kind of a void there in that. You know, once you kind of go west of Minnesota, north and west, it, it's until you get to Seattle, you're kind of voidless of hockey unless you want to put it in North Dakota, which people will laugh at me. But I wonder how a professional team would do in North Dakota. Uh, I my first pick and my first choice is Hartford. I'd love to. I, I was all week. I'm going up oh, Salt Lake City. It's got to be Salt Lake City. And then today I read somewhere that the mayor of of Hartford and the the governor of Connecticut are trying to make a push for this. And I think the NHL coming back to Hartford, bring back the Whalers, bring back the logo, bring back the colors, bring the whole thing back. Let's get the Hartford Whalers back. I'm all in. Hmm. I like that. I like that a lot. Here, here, I'll throw another one out there for yeah. you because it's a hockey uh, state and city that doesn't or, – or town, I should say, maybe. Milwaukee. How about yes. how about Milwaukee? I, yep. You know, I, I hadn't really thought of that, but as you're talking, I'm thinking about okay, that makes sense. But why did we why did we leave Hartford? Right? I mean, I, I understand there's different reasons all the time why things shift around, but mm-hmm. they they must have left for some decent reason of some sort, and I and I don't recall what it was. But Wisconsin's always been a great hockey state. Uh, they're not Minnesota, but they get all the Minnesota kids. But from a professional standpoint, I would think Milwaukee would make a lot of sense, uh, more so than a Green Bay. Even a Green Bay, I, I just think you need Milwaukee because you've got those people at the at the you know the northern part of Illinois. I think they'd be interested in that. I think the the city and the whole state would support it. They support just about every sport that's ever been created. So why not? I I don't know. I just throw that out one that that one out to you as well because. As I was thinking about it, well, why not? Why wouldn't Milwaukee make some sense as well? I, you know what? And they have, they have an AHL team there, which I, be, I believe they still have. Is is the the they are the Milwaukee Admirals, I believe, mm-hmm. um, and and they've drawn decently well. Um, you know, Green Bay, they have a USHL team. The Gamblers have done well there, so I, I that's a great call out actually. That I think. Um, Milwaukee, I mean, they're obviously – Wisconsin's a great pro sports state. Yeah. The Packers do just fine. The Brewers do great. The Bucks do well. Mm-hmm. Um, so clearly they can they can have that. They can compensate for that in that fandom. So I, those – I am – that is interesting why that one hasn't really come up yet as far as um, trying to make a push for, for the Coyotes. And maybe that's just because – we're probably going to get an influx here of places that say they could really, you know, they want the Coyotes. I don't know how Milwaukee will fare in that, but uh, with current conditions, I would, I would love to see. I think we're both in agreement. Mm-hmm. The Rays stay in Tampa, and yeah. and the Coyotes, well, the Coyotes are going to go somewhere else. And and I think um, I would love to see Hartford or Salt Lake City. I'm I'm against Houston. I I think every point you make is good and it's sound and it's true, but I just don't want a second hockey team in Texas. I'm just against it. Oh, I just love the rivalry aspect. And when you look at at, at, at NFL, NBA, you look at all these yep. various big sports, Houston's a place they all want to be. I just uh I I think it would make sense, but I understand what you're saying. <laughs> Yeah, I, you make a good you you make good points to it, and the rivalry would would probably be good, especially with the way expansion teams have done uh, in the NHL. And the well, of course, it wouldn't be an expansion; it would just be a, the team would just move, so they wouldn't mm-hmm. get to completely redo their roster. This thankfully, 
uh, because that always goes really well anyway. So uh, let's uh, we're going to take a, a quick break here and and depart from this conversation. Coming up next, we will talk Minnesota Aurora soccer with team president Andrea Yock. She's going to join us to talk about the team and some of the other issues uh, for women's soccer that are that are currently going on. The state of affairs of women's soccer. We'll talk about that next. You're listening to the Huddle on 830 WCCO. Welcome back to the Huddle 1121 on this Sunday morning. Minnesota Aurora begins their season this week. They host Rochester FC on uh, Wednesday, May 24th at 7 p.m. Joining us now is President of Minnesota Aurora and my good friend, Andrea Yach. Good morning, Andrea. Good morning, Dave. How are you this morning? Uh, I'm good. I'm getting ready for opening day. Getting ready. Are you? Sticks around. It's going to be nice in terms of exhaustion levels because I know how much you work. Uh, just getting everything together for for opening night. It's it's your second one now. I would assume you learned something from last year, but but just kind of getting everything ready to go. Uh, what? How busy exactly are you at this point? Uh, we're pretty busy, but the big difference between last year and this year is we have a lot more help. So our successful first season allowed us to hire more staff and more people, including a new chief operating officer. So the work is spread out more. Now, of course, we are being more ambitious and trying to do more things, <laughs> but it's all it's all great. It's so much fun, and the fans are really going to enjoy some of the new things at games this year. Andrea, I'm, I'm curious, how many of the players are going to be returning? Is there going to be a lot of new faces? It, it, you had a big roster last year that had a great success. Um, are we going to see a lot of the same names? Yeah, so Pete, we have about 70% of the roster is back. Um, we had a few play, We had one player retire, uh, Sarah Fuller, who was so popular with everybody. And then we had another player that got her nursing degree and was ready to start her career. So we had a few through natural attrition the ones we have gained, the new ones, are unbelievable. We have several with pro experience, two Canadians. Uh, we have a young player from the Dominican Republic that just got called up to her national team. So she'll be missing the first few games because she's back in the Dominican playing in the CONCACAF um, tournament. So we really have an exciting mix of new people. You, Andrew, you had so much success, obviously, your first year going undefeated until the, the title game. Does that bring along – is year two after that success more difficult? You, you talked about you're, you're upping the bar a little bit, but it automatically kind of raises the bar for you as well, doesn't it? It does. We Last year, we had absolutely no idea what was about to happen. So uh, yesterday, I was doing some media stuff, and, and they said – this same weekend last year, we we had no idea what was about to hit us. This year, especially because the trophy was right there in front of us <laughs> and we didn't get it, this year the sights are very high. I don't know that anybody on the team is going to be happy if we're not back in the championship game, which is going to be a lot harder because last year there were 44 teams in our league, and this year there are 65. Holy cow. So, <laughs> yeah, we have a lot um, – we have a lot of teams we have to get by to get to the championship game, but we know we can do it. We know we have the support of the community and the fans. The players are more mentally prepared for the big crowds. None of our players had ever played in front of that many people last year. 
So we've done a lot of things this season to get them ready, including we did a full dress rehearsal at the stadium last Saturday, complete with loud music, how they walk in, name announcements, introductions to get them a real feel for what game day is going to be like. Andrea, you took the words out of my mouth because my next question was going to be, uh, you had great attendance last year, and I'm probably, you, you, you may have even been a little bit surprised. You actually went over capacity, a standing room, all those kinds of things. I would expect that they're gonna, you're going to see this again this year as well, especially if you, if you can start off anything like you essentially finished and played all year last year. I mean, the, the reality of uh, people love winners, and, and the, the, your attendance was fa- fantastic. Do you expect the attendance to be the same, maybe even better this year? Yeah, we hope so. Um, we didn't get the most favorable schedule. We have four Wednesday night games, which is challenging. Um, we don't love that, but the nature of the league forced us into a Wednesday night situation because we had more control over our schedule than a lot of the other teams did. So we had to sort of accept some weeknight games. But ticket sales are definitely strong. We have tickets available for Wednesday night. It's I, I, I get a little concerned that people think we're already sold out because we did sell out so much last year. Hmm. But we do have some tickets available for Wednesday. We want to keep the sellout streak going. And when we started this thing, we did all of our planning based on 3,000 fans and having half of the stadium open. We had planned to only open half. And we put tickets on sale last year, and within 48 hours, our wonderful partners at the Vikings called and said, you have to open the whole stadium. There's far more demand than what you guys have set for right now. And so that's when we ended up opening the whole building. And then every game, we just snuck in a few more people. Like We kept pushing the Vikings, like, how many more, how many more? And then by the time we got to the championship game, we were at 6,500, which really – push that campus to capacity but it was also the most people that have ever been at the vikings campus for anything including training camp so we're very very proud of that work that's incredible andrea yock minnesota aurora president joining us uh, on the john schuster coldwell banker hotline this morning andrea quite simply why does it why does it do so well here why is it that minnesota aurora has has jumped in with both feet and been supported so well so quickly. I, I know other markets have had some success, but the success you all had last year, I think was unprecedented. Why does it do so well here? I think there's a lot of reasons. Uh, number one, we've had so much support from the media. Everybody across town, every media outlet has supported this team. I also think all of the work of the U.S. Women's National Team, they are champions. They are our most decorated team in the United States. And they rose above just being women's sports during the last World Cup to truly becoming national icons. And then I think the last thing for us is we came along shortly after the NCAA athletes, the women's basketball players, were showing the disparities between the men and the women during the Final Four. And then the WNBA players were showing us the disparities between the men and the women when they were all in the bubble during COVID. I don't know if you remember this, but the men were getting steak and proper plates and knives and forks, and the women were getting paper plates. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. 
You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Plastic knives and forks, and they were posting all of that on social media. And so I think for the first time, people became very aware how wide the gap truly was. And in a progressive state like Minnesota, where we really do understand that women are equal and we deserve to be treated equally. We gave everybody an invitation to come show your support, step up for the women, and everybody did. Everybody showed up. So I think it's the fact that Minnesota is ahead of a lot of places in the country as far as accepting of women's sports. I give a tremendous amount of credit to Cheryl Reeve and the Lynx. Cheryl paved the way for us. Um, and in fact, Cheryl and her wife, Carly Knox, have been huge supporters of us and have helped us in so many different ways. So there's been a lot of people that have worked hard ahead of us, and we hit just at the right moment to blow it up. Andrea, you've had such success already, and you were talking about that, and you're talking about the attendance itself. Is there the possibility that you at some point feel like you may have to kind of look around for a new venue? (laughs) I mean, is that a possibility? Yeah, what what the next steps are really for us, we're, we're so happy at Viking Lakes and we are going to stay there this year and next year, is if the team eventually becomes a professional team, because right now we're a pre-professional team and we move up to the next level, similar to how Minnesota United was a minor league team and then moved up to MLS, then we will have to look at moving over to Allianz. But right now we want to build a very strong foundation where we are. Um, Our COO is really going to help us make sure our business operations are in order, make sure that our staff is the right size. Because if we start building on top of a foundation that isn't firm, the foundation is going to crack. So we're going to stay at Viking Lakes, continue to work with the Vikings to make game day experience wonderful. Enjoy it next year. And that'll be three years in the building. So hopefully next year we'll be just relaxed and we'll have everything all figured out. And then we'll start looking at what happens in 2025. That was that was my next question, Andrea, because I was reading this morning about the, the Super League, the USL uh, Super League that's yes. be coming out here in, in 2024. And, and this idea of how development goes into pushing professional sports leagues, the buy-in that you get from your players as well and, and the administration, but understanding that, this team in this league is about development for, for the next. How important has that been to the viability of women's soccer in this country? I think it's been tremendously important. There are women's co- women college soccer players across the United States. Thousands of women are playing college soccer. 
And in a lot of cases, they're at colleges where there's not a men's soccer team because of Title IX. So at the University of Minnesota, we have a wonderful Division I women's program, and there's not a men's program. So you think about all these women that are playing college, and then they get done playing college, and they're just done. Whereas in hockey and basketball and baseball and um, in men's soccer before, you had lots of places you could keep playing, even if you weren't good enough to go pro. Now in the United States, with the NWSL expanding teams and the Super League coming on board, for the first time, all of these women are going to actually have an opportunity to get jobs. Right now, there's only 12 pro teams in the entire country. That's not very many soccer positions. So you can be really good and still not make one of the pro teams. And as more and more pro teams came online, you can truly make soccer a career. It's also good for off the field, which, mm-hmm. you know, is important to me, Dave. I, I just as firmly believe we need to be developing the front office women as well so that we can truly be sending women out into the workforce in sports and all of the sports across the United States because I didn't have anywhere to learn when I was getting into the business. And we really want to make that for on the field and off the field. Well, you've done quite well for yourself, friend, and I'm so glad to have you on this morning. Congratulations as you get into uh, another season. If people still want to get tickets, they are still for sale. Where do they go to find them? If they go to mnaurora.com, they can find tickets there. Tickets start at $13, and parking is free. So we've worked very hard with the Vikings to keep everything low and affordable. So we hope to see everybody out there. Bring your friends, bring your family, bring your kids. It's awesome. $13 isn't bad for a ticket. That's good. <laughs> no, nope. and, and free parking. And free parking. Come on. <laughs> yep. And we it's... keep all our concession prices are cheap. Um, the Vikings have truly been amazing partners. Everything we came to them and said, this is what we really feel like we need to live our values, they said yes to across the board. So we That's are very awesome. fortunate to have the wonderful game day experience for not much that... money. That's fantastic. Andrea Yock, President. Minnesota Aurora. Thanks so much for coming on this morning. Thank you very much. Hope to see you and Pete out at games. I look forward to it Wednesday, May 24th, 7 o'clock versus Rochester FC. We'll take a quick break, come back with more huddle after this. Welcome back. If you missed it, just a great segment, last segment, a great interview with Minnesota Aurora President Andrea Yock. That's podcastable now on the free Odyssey app. Take a listen. Great insight on all that goes into uh, putting everything on for that team uh, as they begin the season on Wednesday hosting uh, Rochester FC. You can get your tickets as well now, mnaurora.com. The PGA Championship is the other big, big, big talker going on uh, this weekend. It's happening in Rochester, New York, where it was raining the first two days and it was nasty. Uh, It's a little bit nicer today. The leader... Uh, Brooks Kepka tees off, I think, around uh, 2.30 uh, Eastern time, 1.30 Central time. But the guy that I will be watching uh, mm-hmm. on the final day today that I'm very interested in, I will be, I will be at my son's lacrosse game, but probably have it on my phone just so I can watch out of the other eye. <laughs> um, I, I, I just I love this story of Michael Block. Michael Block is uh, he's in his mid-40s. There's a great article – well, he's all over now. Everyone's picked up the story, right? He's a he's a PGA. He's a tour pro. He gives lessons, um, and and like has been happening for a long time, he qualifies by winning a number of tournaments to make it into the PGA Championship. And now he's he's 
a couple shots off the lead. I think he was tied for eighth is what I checked yesterday, uh, this morning. Um, but, you know, is he going to win it? Probably not. But but he has a shot. He's in contention on the final day. And it, and it, made, me, it made me think about the idea that for all the stuff that, you know, the PGA has, has done – a lot of things right and wrong over the years, of course. I mean, Tiger Woods really brought golf into the mainstream. and But the idea that a PGA Tour pro can qualify and get in to some of these events like the Tour Championship, I, I really think they have this right, Pete, because it just makes for a really great storyline. Not that we're not rooting for anybody else, Brooks Kepka or, or whomever, mm-hmm. but this idea that a that a – He's an unknown, although I'm sure they know him at his local club where he gives lessons. And, and Michael Block is is really doing it. He's 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 playing. He's showing that he belongs. And I think he had gone to Q school earlier in his career, but decided basically what the gist of it was. The article was that I just like playing golf and I like having a regular paycheck. I don't want to try to have the pressure of every single putt be my livelihood, which I can totally understand. Right, there's nothing wrong with that. He's got a family, got two kids who are all also both great golfers now, and they're teenagers. And I just, I love this, Pete, and it makes me wonder. It makes me wonder why or how if this could ever be adaptable to to other sports. The NHL kind of has this with the the e bug concept, their emergency backup goalie, where if both teams lose their goalie, a guy can come down. Eventually, they play. Sometimes they play rather, and it, it blows up. Right. America loves an underdog, yeah. and, and I really do love the fact that the PGA does this. It really makes it almost as interesting, if not more as interesting, as rooting for your favorite golfer. Absolutely. Uh, no, I agree with you totally. I mean, uh, it is what we all, I think, as literally as a country, <laughs> that's yeah. one thing Americans, I think, do basically agree on. They love the underdog. They love they love the somebody who's kind of come from, from what we could, would consider nowhere, but uh, whether that's true or not, but they've come from nowhere to get to a point where suddenly they're in some sort of competition. And I think that's what we're seeing out of Michael Block. And, you know, I'm a I'm a huge sucker for certain movies. And I will tell you this, Tin Cup, absolutely love it. Great flick. <laughs> Kevin Costner, it's just classic, you know, the whole Waffle House thing, living in his little pickup truck slash van, you know, whatever. Uh, you know, it's 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 all great, but but that's kind of the fun stories of it all, right? And and to, this guy's not Tin Cup, but he certainly isn't that different necessarily either, because he's a guy who who's doing what he wants to do on his terms. And mm-hmm. uh, the good news is, as you say. They actually allow him to do this. And, you know, he has to go through a process, of course, to get there. Yeah. But he goes through it. And talk about consistent. I was just looking at the, at the leaderboard. Yes. He's not that far behind, but he, he shot a 70, a 70, and a 70. So yep. <laughs> he's yeah. doing things pretty well. So he's, he's, if he can get today to be something under, uh, he's going to slide up even further. And, and I think the story gets that much more fun. By the way, I wanted to mention one other thing. Yeah. Brooks Kepka. Uh, did he used to be a linebacker? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he's built, man. That dude is jacked, man. <laughs> yeah, he's a big guy. It's, it, well, and that's interesting because if do you remember David Duvall? Remember yeah. his? Do you remember that name? Now sure. he was he was a guy that kind of around the same time as Tiger Woods. You know, they, they really ushered in that that athletic golfer. Uh, but there was there was some talk as to whether being that built. Uh, would would 
not be, be good for your game. You know, it could yeah. be negative. So mm-hmm. uh, that is interesting. Kepka, by the way, at, at minus six. And Michael Block is even. You said 70, 70, 70. Now, mm-hmm. the conditions are much better today, or are going to be much better today. Mm-hmm. And so of the leaders here, he shot a 70 on day one in lousy conditions. Rory shot a 71, Rory McIlroy, and Brooks Kepka shot a 72. They got better at 66. So Block is uh, six shots off the lead. That'll be tough. <laughs> it's yeah. going to be tough to go six six under par. That's it's you know darn near impossible. <laughs> but you just never know like what's going to happen to him if if he uh, if he if he gets on a bit of a tear with, with and and he's clearly not feeling pressure because I was reading. Uh, one article where he, you know, just absolutely tanked a shot, and he's like, "Oh well, they happen." You know, he's just the guy's just not feeling the pressure, and you know this better than anyone, Pete. If you can handle pressure of big sporting events, mm-hmm. that's that's at least half the battle, isn't it? Oh, absolutely, and, and and I think it's just exciting, and and you've got to love the fact that, like you said, he's calm. He's not going to freak out about it, and and I think a lot of that has to do with who he is, where he is. He's been this guy who's been on the other side of it as well. So he, he understands this well enough. And, and I love that he's been able to do what he's done in bad you know conditions because, you know, you can understand those top guys, the names that are always there, uh, being able to go through just like, you know, Kepka, just unbelievable, right? I mean, the, the last two rounds were extraordinary. Yeah. But, you know, what, what if just by chance that he's, he doesn't, you know, stay as consistent. What if he gets like he did in round one where he had a 72? All of a sudden, it's not that far of a distance for, for Block to make up. <laughs> you know, and, and yeah. all those kind of storylines are what we love to hear, right? When we love to watch and we want to see it, how it maybe plays out. So it, it does get pretty exciting. And, 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 you know, as far as the builds go, as we were talking about, you know, I remember as a kid just thinking, God, look at these guys. You know, they got a little bit of a tummy and they're out there <laughs> hitting this ball around. But you're yeah. right. Tiger Woods really did bring the weight room to golf and, yeah, and, he did. and shape and, and athleticism and running and maybe a little less about the food and, and, and alcohol part of it and a little bit more about, you know, just getting in the shape so you can bounce back and do it yeah. every single week. So it's. It is something that has changed in golf, and it's been going on for quite a while. Tiger's been around a long time now, but uh, I do remember the old days as well. Yeah, well, it, they make movies about this. I mean, there's <laughs> yeah. you know, there's the rookie with Dennis Quaid. You know, he, he, and yeah. it's a, it based on a true story, and so mm-hmm. it's it makes me wonder, you know, if you could do this. I don't know that you could ever do this in football, like pull some guy off the street and go. You know, maybe you'll be able to play. Uh, on the kick team or the kickoff return, you know, something like that. But uh, well, here's what I'm really interested in, and, and maybe we can uh, we can try to put a pin in this and and save it for next weekend. I'm interested in in the leader the um, ratings for this for Sunday. Granted, it's it's beautiful, so that it, maybe Minnesota's different. But um, it last year versus this year with, with a guy like Michael Block in somewhat contention. And last year, uh, where where you know he wasn't, I'm, I'd be interested to see what the ratings are because I I feel like as we've talked about many times, um, that kind of unknown factor and that and that newness and that excitement does you know the the underdog works sometimes, but then sometimes it doesn't. You know we talked about it with the NCAA tournament this year where it was kind of teams that nobody knew or 
if they just didn't watch all the way through. So right. be interesting to see what the ratings are for that one. We are um, we're going to take the last uh, couple of minutes here to hit the text line six five one four six one nine two two six. That's the city's one plumbing talk text line. You've got a lot of text on a host of topics today. We'll run down all of them in this final uh, few minutes here. You're listening to the huddle on eight three zero WCCO. Welcome back to the huddle. Final segment. Lots of text to the City's One Plumbing Talk and text line 651-461-9226. We will take them. Uh, really quickly here, please correct the statement. Uh, Michael Block is a touring He's not a touring pro. He is a club pro, and there's a difference. Uh, so he is a club pro, not a touring professional. Um, and a, a lot of people saying, please don't let Brooks Kepka win. <laughs> someone calling him a self-centered brat. Oh, I don't know. I don't know Brooks Kepka, but uh, I don't either. <laughs> yeah, he only likes himself and how good he is. I would assume he wants to. Wow, he, he wants to know how good he is. We're getting some, um, getting a couple of people. So here's one we talked about way back in the first hour about uh, Royce Lewis. For the love of you know what, please bring Royce Lewis up immediately. They mean obviously um, after after uh, June first when he's ready because uh, they need the hits, which. I understand, I, and I get it, and I, I get that you want to see what he does. I still stand by my statement that you got to think long-term here, and he is going to be, if he stays healthy and comes out of this, a star for this team for a couple of years. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I think he is one of those guys you don't want to get rid of him at, at any point in the near future because yeah. I think he could be one of our stars. And for right now, it's inexpensive. I'll tell you who's actually been on a nice roll is this Joey Gallo. Yeah. He's a big, strong guy who, what does he have, four home runs in the last seven, I think, and he's got 11 he's, on he's the year. He's been mashing, so, yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, doing, he's doing a lot for the bats, but uh, it takes more than just two or three guys. You know, when you look at the, some of the teams that are on top that have far more wins than losses right now, um, you look at what they're doing from the batting side. It's it's six, seven, eight guys that are hitting. Yeah. It's not three or four, and that's that's really where the big difference becomes. Uh, you know, something I, I think from the offensive side of things. And and you know, I'm proud of the fact that our pitching is as good as it is with the Twins right now. I think that's phenomenal. They've done a great job by the back office or the front office, rather, going out and grabbing the right guys. But from the batting perspective, we're just struggling. We we've we need more guys uh, hitting the ball than than we've got right now. Yeah, the, a lot of looking for the home run, I think, as well. Which is, uh, you know, that's kind of the way it goes sometimes, especially because that just kind of gets you out of a slump. Um, yep. By the way, Twins a uh, three o'clock game today. Three o seven is is first pitch in Anaheim. Shohei Otani. Going up against our guy Pablo Lopez, who's two and two this year. He's got an ERA of four. Started the season uh, really, really well, and has had a, a couple slip ups here. But I think um, we'll, we'll get out of it uh, pretty quickly. Couple um, really quick before we go, Pete. Some Netflix quarterback. We asked the question of whether uh, who would you like to see in a Netflix series. Really, this texture has some great ones. I love this. We talked about Joe Montana and Jim McMahon, Roger Starback, Roger yeah. Starback, Fran Tarkenton. How about those two? Yeah. Well, you know, Fran being the, the Viking for so long a period of time yeah. and then going out and then coming back and all of that. But, yeah, Roger Staubach was a different guy. And and anybody who never saw the movie uh, North Dallas 40 should watch that one because you get a little I, you bit know of what? a You know what? I have not seen that. Oh, boy, howdy. <laughs> 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 it's colorful. <laughs> and it, and I'll it watch is, it and report and back. It, 
it's somewhat based on truth, uh, mm-hmm. so it's not 100%, but it is something worth watching. But it's uh, it's a little nasty. <laughs> I'll warn yeah. you ahead of time. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Johnny Unitas, another one. I didn't see that one before. Johnny Unitas, that's a great uh, one. Yeah, yeah. That would I be wouldn't mind one. seeing that. <laughs> well, my thanks to, uh, to obviously, to uh, both of you today. Great show, great Sunday. We had Andrea Yak on in the uh, second hour who is uh, president of Minnesota Aurora. You can podcast that. In fact, you can podcast the whole show now on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. If you missed any of the show today, please make sure you do that. Grab the podcast before you go out for your run, do some yard work, or sit outside. Beautiful day here uh, in Minnesota. Thanks to all of you guys. Uh, Thanks to everybody for listening today, and we will see you next week on The Huddle. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.